Hello there, friends. Welcome to episode 170 of Self Kind with me, Erica Webb. It is so wonderful to have you with me here today, and we are going to be diving into a conversation around the expectation of pain and how we can use that to change our relationship with discomfort. So stay tuned for that right after this. Hi, and welcome to Self Kind with me, Erica Webb. This is a podcast about what it means to be, live, and move through a lens of self-kindness. We'll look at the ways self-kindness can underpin our practices in movement, mindfulness, and mindset to support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's get into the show. All right, so how are you doing? I hope you're doing great. I have got a very croaky, questionably, um, I'm questioning whether my voice is going to last all the way through this podcast episode. I think I might be having hay fever. I'm not really entirely sure. But anyway, apologies for the slight croak and uh, probably extra pauses for water today. Um, But I wanted to touch on something actually just before we dive into today's episode, which is just to talk a little bit about what happened to all of my guest episodes. For the longest time, I have tried to alternate between a solo episode and an episode with a guest. Um, But I have had a big stretch of time without any guests for quite a few weeks, and it'll probably be a few more weeks before we have another guest back. Um, I've learned about myself that I tend to sort of function in spurts a little bit in terms of certain things that I do. Um, And this apparently is currently one of them. It hasn't always been the case for at least a year. Um, It was very consistently, you know, alternating episodes. Um, But one of the things that I've been very conscious of in 2022 is letting things be easier when I need them to be. And in the case of the podcast, it is one of my favorite, favorite things to do every week. Um, But sourcing and, you know, recording guest episodes just takes a little bit more time. And so there have been times where, you know, there's just been a bit of a lull and we are in one of those at the moment. But I have got a few um, people lined up. So we will be bringing those back pretty soon, Uh, probably in October is my guess. So, just me again today, but what I wanted to talk about was something that came from a masterclass within the Self-Kind Hub uh, earlier this week. So, we were really lucky to have the wonderful Andy Bryant, who is a natural podiatrist, come and join us for a masterclass inside the Hub. And, in fact, there is an episode with Andy uh, earlier on in this podcast. So I will link that in the show notes. Really worth a listen. Andy is a wonderful wealth of knowledge when it comes to feet. Um, And Andy came and did a masterclass with us inside the hub. Now, if you don't know what the Self-Kind Hub is, um, the Self-Kind Hub is my online home of mindful movement and self-kindness. And we have classes in there, um, you know, every week and every month. um, And we do these monthly masterclasses. Often it's with me, sometimes it's with a guest, and this month we had Andy join us. Um, If you're keen to to come and join us in there, it is a wonderful space. I love it, Um, and the people in there love it, which is probably more important than me loving it. Um, And you can find out more via the link in the show notes. Anyway, 
Back to the point. Andy was talking about uh, various different things relating to feet, including foot pain, ankle pain, knee and hip pain. And we were talking about strategies for managing that, um, that didn't rely on, I guess, the, the standard fallback of podiatry, which is orthotics and increasing the support that, you know, the external support of the foot. Anyway, we were talking about that and I have been a wearer of minimalist shoes and barefoot shoes for quite a long time. And I made the point that even though I pay a lot of attention to my feet and I would consider myself to be someone who has quite strong feet, quite agile, kind of mobile feet, um, quite functional feet, I still sometimes get foot pain and I have a knee that is a little bit questionably, you know, it's, it's can be a little bit funky. Um, and I have a hip that can cause me some pain at times as well. And I made this point out loud. I said, you know, even though I feel like I do all the things, sometimes I still have this, this pain. And I didn't say it in a way of like, I wasn't, um, it was sort of just more a pointing out, gosh, I'm losing my words. It was more me pointing out that we do ourselves a disservice when we believe that there is a way to eliminate discomfort or pain from the human experience, right? Like as if we could just figure out the perfect combination of exercises, mindset tools, um, and you know, whatever, we would just get to this point where we never experienced discomfort or we never experienced pain. And I think that that does us a great disservice as humans. But the interesting thing was, after I sort of said, you know, I still get pain, I had this moment where I was like, should I have said that? Do people look at me differently if they understand that I also get pain? And it was a really interesting moment for me to pause because it wasn't, I don't consciously think like that. I don't have a kind of conscious, um, I don't consciously try to hide my human experience. I think if anything, I consciously try to bring it to the fore um, and share it so that people can feel more comfortable in their own human experience. But it was a very automatic reaction. It was kind of that that quick, you know, when you say something sort of stupid in, in public and you're like, ah, should I have said that? It was that sort of feeling. It was that feeling of like, oh, did I just say something I shouldn't have? Um, will think people think differently of me for having said this? And it caused me to go down a little bit of a path of thinking about like, why, why did I have that reaction for a start? But also how is that potentially harmful or unhelpful in terms of my individual experience, but then also our experience, you know, our experiences as humans. And I think that part of the reason that that felt uncomfortable, um, is because we do have this way of looking at things that is very much through the cure um, kind of lens, right? Like we're always looking for a cure to something. We're always looking for ways to fix something as though there is a definitive line that we can cross where before we stepped over that line, we were broken. And after we step over that line, we are fixed. And I just don't think that line exists. I really don't think it exists. I think that we as humans do a kindness to ourselves to recognize that we're just constantly in this process of navigating. 
of responding, of being curious and of responding to what is true for us in any given moment. And to expect that we would hit a point in our lives where discomfort um, or pain, either physical or emotional or both, was a thing of the past is just so unreasonable. (laughs) It's just unreasonable. Um, And I think that it's this very idea, right, this very avoidance of sort of – or this very idea that we could be fixed or solved or that, you know, we as, you know, as a practitioner, as a, as a helper, that I could support someone to solve their problems, um, again, is kind of, kind of problematic. I think that we are much, yeah, we do, we do each other a, a much greater service by recognizing that we are all just navigating, right? So I wanted to share a little bit about that, but I also want to share a little bit around, how shifting our perspective of discomfort and pain can actually help us to kind of navigate beyond it as well. Because so often if we try to pretend that something doesn't exist, it will just kind of get louder and get more obvious to us, right? Because we're trying to to make it, we're sort of just trying to shove it back in its box. When we think about this idea of expecting pain and discomfort as part of the human experience, an important point to make here is that this is not expecting pain the way that like Eeyore the donkey um, had a doom and gloom kind of perception of life. That's not what I mean. And if, you know, I'm showing my age probably by referring to uh, referring to the, you know, olden days of um, – of Winnie the Pooh, but, you know, we all know this, this Eeyore character, right? Very doom and gloom, very, very low. Oh, you know, I was expecting that to happen. Of course, something else bad happened to me. When I talk about sort of normalizing that expectation of pain and discomfort, I don't mean it through that lens, right? That's, that's different. What I mean is more that when we experience discomfort or pain, I think that our default probably learned reaction to that is to assume that something is wrong in the sense that we are broken, bad, not doing something right, um, in need of fixing. And that really, I think, disconnects us from seeing what the next best step is because we're, we're immediately sort of thrust into adversary mode. We're kind of immediately thrust into this idea that we are um, at war with ourselves. Instead, this idea that expecting or or appreciating or um, there's got to be a better word for it, but I can't think of it right now. Expecting that pain and discomfort are going to be a part of our lives then allows us to to meet that inevitable pain and discomfort with more curiosity And instead of being like, well, you know, what's the fix? We can be like, well, what do I need next to help me navigate this, to support me to navigate this? So if we think about it from the point of view of, you know, physical discomfort or physical pain, when I mentioned, you know, in that call that I had had recently had some foot pain, um, I know that the reason that I had that foot pain was because I went and trained for basketball and I... I know I have a little bit of a external rotation thing going on in my right hip. And so when I was running, 
I was landing on a on a spot of my foot that just wasn't particularly functional. It wasn't it wasn't great. And so the pain that I experienced after that, I could get really curious about it. It was really interesting. I had some sort of like lateral um, calf pain. Um, my my the ball of my foot was sore. My hip was aching. And instead of being like, wow, my body's really failing me, I was able to look at it and and get a little bit more curious and sort of, you know, as a, I guess, as a person who does what I do, um, kind of tailor my movement practice to address some of those needs. But it gives us this space, I guess, to be like, what is my body showing me here? What is my body asking for? What is the conversation that is happening in real time? Same too when we experience, you know, emotional discomfort or or even pain. Um, I think even 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 today in twenty twenty two, we still have a level of expectation that we won't feel like that, um, and it's like, what if we could meet our discomfort and meet our pain with more compassion to just get curious about like, what is it that I need now? And it's not even necessarily, what do I need now to, to not feel this way? Although it might be, but like, what do I, what does this feeling point me in the direction of to support myself, to nurture myself, um, to reach out for the support or the help or the guidance that I need. And I think when we can shift the way that we see this pain and discomfort it not only normalizes the experience, but it opens up the doorway to like, what next? I think that we're always trying to find more options for ourselves or like more of the better options in terms of what do I do next? And I want to sort of segue here a little bit to talk about that um, in a slightly different way. I mentioned the word sort of normalizing that human experience of pain and discomfort. And it could, again, it could be, you know, the physical discomfort, it could be um, emotional discomfort. Normalizing something is really useful, right? Because we start to realize, oh, it's not just me who's experiencing life like this. But the risk of normalizing things is that we come to believe that if it is so normal, that I don't need anything to support me, that I should just be able to figure this out, or it should just be able to resolve itself. And that is a place that I found myself trapped in for a really long time. I remember when I was at the sort of depths of my own personal struggle, I, the people who were around me were normalizing my experience, which was fine, but it became normalized to such an extent that I believed it was just, you know, my inner experience. Like if this is so normal and everybody else is dealing with this, why do I feel like I'm falling apart? And it stopped me, I guess, for re- from reaching out for help earlier because it was normal. So, you know, what do you do with a normal experience? You just, you just deal with it, right? So this idea of normalizing something isn't to then say, well, if it's normal, nothing needs to be done. It's more saying, hey, the human condition is such that <laughs> we are going to experience these things, but there are things out there to support you. There are resources that you already have to support you and there are resources external to you and in your community or in your, you know, in your world that you can reach out to to support you. So those two things are not mutually exclusive, right? 
the idea of something being normalized and still needing support and help for those things, they don't, they're not mutually exclusive. They go together. Um, so I just wanted to make that point because it was something that occurred to me the other day where I was having a conversation with a friend and um, having that conversation. And I thought, you know, it's so interesting. We've we've worked so hard to normalize um, mental health challenges in particular, probably, um, that we're all, I guess, a little bit more comfortable than we perhaps were in the past of holding space for those challenges. Um but I do wonder sometimes whether in the process individually for ourselves, we then say, oh, well, if it's normal, I don't need any help. And so I just want to kind of throw that out there as an idea that you can still seek support for something that you're, you know, you know, other people deal with as well. Um, so I guess really the idea here is that we get to be in conversation with ourselves with much more clarity, with much more curiosity, with much more openness and compassion when we come to expect or embrace the fact that there will be discomfort and there will be pain. From a physical point of view, I see this, I guess, quite often, um, not in terms of, you know, there's always a bit of a fine line talking about pain because there is a big difference between um, chronic pain conditions versus, you know, kind of more, um, we'd call it, we, you know, chronic is probably still the right word, but that ongoing discomfort that one experiences from day to day, that they may not identify as being a chronic pain sufferer, because that can sometimes, you know, be considered a, a slightly different thing. Um, but like, I'm always uncomfortable. I'm always tense. You know, I can't, my lower back is always sore. My shoulders are always stiff, whatever it might be. Um, and when we realize that that is a very expected response from a body that needs something different, right? Different input. Um, again, it starts to change the conversation because it starts to help us to recognize that, oh, I'm not just a bad person, right? Like I'm not just failing. Um, or my body's not just breaking down. This is a very kind of expected or normal or um, anticipated outcome from, you know, living in a human body. And so we then get to say, well, what do I need to have a different experience? What do I need to support my body and myself to move in ways um, that will change the output that I'm experiencing, which is currently tension, discomfort and pain? So I know for myself, um, you know, like I said at the very beginning of this episode, I am not without pain. I am not without discomfort. Um, I'm not constantly in pain or discomfort, but, you know, there's certainly things within my body and, and within my emotional life that are um, intermittently uncomfortable and painful. But I definitely have in over the years really – uh, cultivated the skill to get more curious than critical of what that might mean. And that doesn't mean I'm always curious. Sometimes I am really critical again, because these are our default patterns. These are the ways that we've practiced being human for decades. Um, so really when we start to shift this way of looking at things, it is one that requires us to choose it. You hear me say this all the time. Um, we choose to show up with the kindness. We choose to show up with the curiosity and the compassion because 
we want to um, have a different experience. And so we can meet ourselves in that way and really start to change the way that we're in relationship with ourselves, which is, I think, the ultimate goal when we're thinking about self-kindness and when we're thinking about using movement as a tool to shift tension, pain, discomfort, and feel more connected to ourselves. When we start to look at it as being this this conversation, um, this presence with ourselves, then I think the the overlay of experiences that we have that, you know, are transient to some extent, um, even if they recur, we can, we can meet them with more kindness and compassion and more of that capacity to just be like, okay, this is interesting. What next? You know, what do I need now? What do I need next? And sometimes that will be, you know, as normal as this may be to the human condition, I would like to feel differently. I would like more tools to to navigate this. And so reaching out for the support of um, someone that we trust to support us through that. Um, yeah. I am just briefly glancing down at my notes. Um, I think that I've covered everything that I wanted to cover. And I hope that that, that makes sense. I feel like there are a few ideas that I've thrown in there that um, – you know, sometimes when I say things out loud, I'm like, does this make as much sense to everybody else as it makes to me? But again, that's another little quirk of the human condition, right? We we tell ourselves some interesting stories. So I would love to know what lands from this episode for you, if it gives you a different way to think about the discomfort that you experience. And yeah, come share your stories with me. Come come and share your, your takeaways with me. The best place to find me is over on Instagram, which you'll find me at Erica Webb underscore self-kind. Um, I'll pop in the show notes links to the self-kind hub um, to that episode with Andy Bryant, the podiatrist. Um, and that's probably about it. And as I said, we will have some guest episodes coming up soon and we've got some stuff coming up actually. It's been a little bit of a, a quiet period in terms of, um, you know, extra things going on, but we're going to be throwing a little bit of a third birthday celebration for the Self-Kind Hub in coming weeks. So stay tuned for that. There's going to be um, some stuff happening. I, I say, I'm saying that like I'm trying to keep it a secret, but it's more that I actually just haven't figured out the details. So, um, there's going to be stuff happening that I will clarify when I, when I figured it out. Uh, so until next week, keep being kind to yourself, you know, keep being in conversation with your body and yourself being curious, open and kind. And I will look forward to talking to you again really soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Self Kind. If you loved it, why not share it? And while you're there, take the time to subscribe, rate, and review the show. I'd love you to come hang out with me more too. You'll find me over on Instagram at Erica Webb underscore Self Kind. And you can sign up for my e newsletter by heading to my website, ericaweb.com.au. While you're there, you can also read up more about the Self Kind Hub and other ways of working with me. Until next time, keep being kind to yourself. Bye.